Section 44 of Not That It Matters by A. A. Milne. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. On Going Into a House It is nineteen years since I lived in a house. Nineteen years since I went upstairs to bed and came downstairs to breakfast. Of course I have done these things in other people's houses from time to time, but what we do in other people's houses does not count. We are holiday-making then. We play cricket and golf and croquet and run up and down stairs and amuse ourselves in a hundred different ways. But all this is no fixed part of our life. Now, however, for the first time in nineteen years, I am actually living in a house. I have, imagine my excitement, a staircase of my own. Flats may be convenient. I thought so myself when I lived in one some days ago. But they have their disadvantages. One of the disadvantages is that you are never in complete possession of the flat. You may think that the drawing-room floor, to take a case, is your very own, but it isn't. You share it with the man below who uses it as a ceiling. If you want to dance a step dance, you have to consider his plaster. I was always ready enough to accommodate myself in this matter to his prejudices, but I could not put up with his old-fashioned ideas about bathroom ceilings. It is very cramping to one's style in the bath to reflect that the slightest splash may call attention to itself on the ceiling of the gentleman below. This is to share a bathroom with a stranger, an intolerable position for a proud man. Today I have a bathroom of my own for the first time in my life. I can see already that living in a house is going to be extraordinarily healthy, both for mind and body. At present I go upstairs to my bedroom, and downstairs again, about once in every half hour, not simply from pride of ownership, to make sure that the bedroom is still there, and that the staircase is continuing to perform its functions, but in order to fetch something, a letter or a key, which, as likely as not, I have forgotten about again, as soon as I have climbed to the top of the house. No such exercise as this was possible in a flat, and even after two or three days I feel the better for it. But obviously I cannot go on like this, if I am to have leisure for anything else. With practice I shall so train my mind that when I leave my bedroom in the morning, I leave it with everything that I can possibly require until nightfall. This, I imagine, will not happen for some years yet. Meanwhile, physical training has precedence. Getting up to breakfast means something different now. It means coming down to breakfast. To come down to breakfast brings one immediately in contact with the morning. The world flows past the window, that small and, as it seems to me, particularly select portion of the world which finds itself in our quiet street. I can see it as I drink my tea. When I lived in a flat days and days ago, anything might have happened to London, and I should never have known it until the afternoon. 
everybody else could have perished in the night, and I should settle down, as complacently as ever, to my essay on making the world safe for democracy. Not so now. As soon as I have reached the bottom of my delightful staircase, I am one with the outside world. Also one with the weather, which is rather convenient. On the third floor, it is almost impossible to know what sort of weather they are having in London. A day which looks cold from a third-floor window may be very sultry down below, but by that time one is committed to an overcoat. How much better to live in a house, and to step from one's front door, and inhale a sample of whatever day the gods have sent. Then one can step back again and dress accordingly. But the best of a house is that it has an outside personality as well as an inside one. Nobody, not even himself, could admire a man's flat from the street. Nobody could look up and say what very delightful people must live behind those third-floor windows. Here it is different. Any of you may find himself some day in our quiet street and stop a moment to look at our house, at the blue door with its jolly knocker, at the little trees in their blue tubs standing within a ring of blue posts linked by chains, at the bright-colored curtains. You may not like it, but we shall be watching you from one of our windows and telling each other that you do. In any case, we have the pleasure of looking at it ourselves and feeling that we are contributing something to London, whether for better or for worse. We are part of a street now, and can take pride in that street. Before, we were only part of a big, unmanageable building. It is a solemn thought that I have got this house for, apparently, 87 years. One never knows and it may be that by the end of that time I shall be meditating an article on the advantages of living in a flat. A flat, I shall say, is so convenient. End of section 44